Searching for something to put a smile back on your face Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place You need a partner for the ride Cause everybody needs a climb So set your worries to the side Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Uh, Jessica, uh, hands up, please. Please put your hands up. Thank goodness there is absolutely no puppets at this podcast. (laughs) You promise, right? I would never do that to you because ventriloquism doesn't always creep me out but like when it is like i think specifically when the puppet is supposed to be a human it weirds me out more than if it was like an animal you know um okay so neil's losing it and i hate that i hate i i don't like ventriloquism i really don't Mm -hmm. i really don't think that puppets are okay to be honest with you (laughs) like i think that if you are pro puppet there's like kind of a um a level of hysteria (laughs) associated with yourself (laughs) and i really 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 hate neil's puppet i don't know neil's puppet's name because he has he he has yeah he definitely mentions it he has no business being named in this house it's very creepy uh yeah neil neil goes through some shit let's just say morty and his name is morty morty of course it is and the way he acts out is pretty interesting for a teenager um we'll get into all of that but first how you doing sarah i'm okay yeah. i'm feeling yeah like i definitely am like feeling a little sleepy this week i'm trying mm-hmm. to just like get my shit together mm-hmm. um i don't know but Besides that, it's a fall day, end of October. I'm really ready for uh, November. November is a great month. I have a dumb question. Okay. Because you're now a Midwest girly. A Midwestern now, girly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, You previously lived in Jersey, which like does get snow, but not a ton of snow. Yeah. Are you expecting more or less snow where you live so, now? So St. Louis is, I'm expecting to have less snow than a typical jersey winter it is still pretty warm here uh today is 80 degrees whoa okay but from what i've heard from the locals it definitely snows a couple of times a year no i just when you said the locals i just pictured you like walking down the street (laughs) and being like excuse me ma'am 
I mean, okay. The winter here. I mean, to be honest with you, you and I both talk about how, like, I am very like into making friends with neighbors and talking to neighbors. Love a neighbor friend. And like, uh, I mean, my partner and you, my podcasting partner, think it's disgusting to be nice to neighbors. I no, okay. I don't think it's disgusting to be nice to people. I just don't want to interact with people. Is yeah, my problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So like, there's a couple things that people from St. Louis love to talk about number one it's the free zoo if you are going to meet somebody from south um from st louis they're mm-hmm. going to talk about the zoo and tell you that it's free okay. but the thing is the parking is 15 <laughs> but whatever oh, but also that's not bad 15 it's not, it's not bad. bad but also nobody mentions that the parking is 15 and also Got rest it. in peace to the elephant that passed away <gasps> this week oh rest yeah. in peace how were they old did they die of old age or something you know i i don't i don't know um but i got two dead animals on one podcast i know that's saying. that's what i started thinking about when i said it and then that's why i tried to back track um and mm-hmm. then the second thing that people love to talk about from st louis is um oh like we get all four seasons we're so lucky like they love to talk about having all four seasons because okay. and it's like you're talking to somebody from the east coast that like yeah, bitch we, we invented four seasons what are you talking about so they love to talk about um the all four seasons and you get to see the changing colors and the leaves which we yeah, are what's the seeing. Leaf been like over there i mean currently the leaves are changing colors and they're gorgeous it's i was gonna say we've had such a rainy summer into fall that we still we still have gorgeous leaves, but mm-hmm. I feel like they've dropped rather quickly. Like it's been like sudden boom, like they're on the ground because yeah. the wetness it has been it drags it down. It has been so dreary and like Ooh. I don't know. I think I need vitamin D plus a sad light or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it is very beautiful. Like the days here are very pretty. Mm-hmm. We are in like full bloom of leaves and they are like really raging right now a lot of them have not fallen so i think that it's i mean i definitely think it's delayed like i think that we're like probably like a month behind the east coast mm-hmm. and it hasn't been particularly rainy over here so i don't know the weather's not that bad interesting okay nope. well just wanted a little update you know what to expect yeah. now that yeah into fall weather yeah i do think like you know missouri is like a little warmer um i know that like illinois and indiana are a little bit cooler midwestern states and then of course like wisconsin's pretty cold so yeah they talk about wisconsin in this in this episode yeah they do they do actually because this is a famously this show takes place in the midwest so yeah Mm -hmm. they talk about indianapolis also in this episode and I think that they mention, obviously, they're always mentioning Detroit. Yeah, they love, they also love talking. Yeah, it's because all these concerts and stuff they talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, well, all right, let's talk about these episodes. We have uh, Dead Dogs and Gym Teachers is the first one, which yikes to that name. <laughs> yeah, okay. I will say um, I was not looking forward to watching this episode because I really don't like the idea of like, dead dogs like i you know like we weren't looking forward. That, yeah. we weren't looking forward to it but it's not as bad well like, it's not very graphic it's a very yeah. um quick moment in the show like they don't even show the dog which thankfully i have things to say about that later but 
Um, but yeah, it's not it's not as bad as I thought it might be, especially as someone whose dog is is sick. Like I was not looking forward to like a dog dying, any dog dying on any show I'm watching because I find it even more sad than usual. Um, but yeah, so we start out with like Lindsay is desperate to go to a concert for The Who the with Who. Kim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you a Who fan? My I grew up listening to a bit of The Who because I grew up listening to classic rock in my household. Like my yeah. family was big into classic rock. So of course The Who is a is a, a classic one of those bands, you know, my generation. Uh, you know, like there are a lot of songs that I don't necessarily I couldn't recite all of the Who's songs, but guarantee if a song came on, I'd be like, I know that one. I know that one. I know that. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're really big. Like, they were a really, really big band. Yeah. It was my dad's, one of my dad's favorite bands. I remember, I remember him having, uh, like CDs and his CD collection of it mm-hmm. and, uh, him playing the music in the car. So, um, admittedly, I don't think I've listened to the who in a really long time. I always think of like the, who are you? Who, who, yeah. who? Um, but that's only song except like the bob o'reilly song which we talked about like a week or two ago Mm -hmm. i just really loved this one because it's like of course (laughs) lindsey's dad lindsey's dad low-key is one of the funniest characters on the show not ever really intentionally but he of course is very apprehensive about it because he's like i want to listen to their songs first i want to make sure this band is okay and again like this is during the heyday of like the like uh like satanic panic type of stuff happening right like all that happens in the 80s and uh and so yeah she's like listen don't worry about it it's fine but go ahead and listen and he he drops the like well i'm gonna listen to it backwards (laughs) (laughs) yeah which is i mean i remember that was like a whole myth about the Beatles right like Paul is dead yes so that was also I found really funny um I don't know like I I think that I don't remember my family ever restricting me to listening to music um as a kid like even even when we were singing about big butts and thongs like my I don't remember my mom and dad being like you can't listen to this um I never really asked to go to concerts because I think I've talked about this at least on the podcast at some capacity. I got some like big concert trauma from the Britney Spears toxic tour. And ever since then, I've been like very resistant to go to concerts. Um, But it's okay. Uh, How about you? Have you ever been restricted from listening to music? No, I mean, but here's the other piece of it. Like, I feel like I didn't develop my own taste in music until I was a bit older than most kids because we just listened. It wasn't a situation where, like, the kids did not control the radio in anybody's car, right? Like, my parents controlled the radio, so I listened to what they listened to. And then eventually I got myself, like, a Walkman and, you know, a Discman and all that stuff. And so I was able to listen to my own music. But I, I don't know. I think it was, like, Concerts never felt like realistically obtainable for me, and I don't know if it was because just the uh, like the ridiculous price of concerts, or like there were there are some venues where right, I live. That's a good point. Um, but 
I wouldn't say any of them were ever like super cheap, right? Like the first concert I can think of that I went to that was the reason I went is because I wanted to go, not because my parents were interested. I was like full on like 16, 17, 18 by that point. And it was uh, Gavin DeGraw and Avril Lavigne. I was obsessed with Avril Lavigne when I was like a tween. Um, But no, my parents weren't, especially because, I mean, I don't know. And it's obviously a different time period. Like my parents grew up listening to The Who and like classic rock. So nothing I listened to was going to be like that egregious. You know what I mean? Like sure. The Who song that is talked about in this episode is um is Squeezebox. And it's talking about like a woman's breasts constantly and like fucking all night. Like oh. so I don't think that like my parents would have been like aghast at any of the music I listened to. Yeah. I mean, probably for the better. I mean, I think that whatever nobody is you know hoeing out out there because of some promiscuous song to be honest no they might be fucking to music but the music isn't the reason they're fucking you know sure yeah so um Lindsay and kim uh are trying to get to this concert but like before that i think they were just hanging out at first i thought they were heading to the concert but i don't understand like yeah they're driving early early in the morning or something so it's kind Mm, of dark i thought it was late no, it was the morning because um, they – or maybe – I don't know what it was, but it was kind of dark out. They were going somewhere, and it was dark, and they were talking, and Lindsay is uh, uh, driving, and she runs no, Kim over. is driving. Oh, that's what I meant. Kim. Yeah, yeah, I meant yeah. Kim. Sorry. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, Kim's driving, and she runs over something. They, like, they hear – thump and Lindsay is like should we pull over like i think we hit something and kim's like no it's okay and she just goes along she was just a squirrel here's the thing okay yeah like not to get into the nitty-gritty of this but like yeah later in the episode we see a photo of millie's dog goliath 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 generally unless it's for playful reasons uh probably a big dog name uh we see a photo of millie's dog later in the episode this bitch is a great dane i am so sorry if you hit a fucking Great Dane with your car, yeah, you're gonna know. That's like this isn't a shih This isn't a Chihuahua. This isn't like a teeny tiny little dog that feels like a squirrel. That is a mammoth dog that you would be hitting with your car. Also, yeah, like I mean, Great Danes are really, really tall. There's no way they're like basically horses. There's no way that you're not going to see that dog unless like somebody else hit the dog and then they just ran over the dog and the yeah, dog was already in the middle of the road like I yeah maybe know. the dog got hit Listen. by somebody else and then they just drove over it but there's there's no way um yeah, and i totally I, agree I with you on the tombstone later in the episode it was a 16 year old dog oh so yeah that is okay like that's the other thing i don't want to be like that dog was 16 years old and a great dane like thank goodness i i gotta be honest whatever they fed it like I yeah. need to know their secret because yeah. it's six. Like I don't mean to get into like the the nitty gritty. I know a lot about dog breeds. I know too much probably, but like Great Danes aren't generally the larger dog you get, the lo- shorter the lifespan of the mm-hmm. dog. This is just generally speaking. Obviously, there are like you know uh, exceptions to that rule, but like Great Danes generally. I feel like you're lucky to get them into the double digits. So for this dog to be 16, I was like, holy shit, Goliath. Yeah, their life expectancy is eight to 10 years. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Um, but yeah, so they she just thinks it's like a squirrel or whatever. They go on with their life. Um, 
And uh, unfortunately, the very next day, they see Millie and she looks like a little bit down in the dumps. And so they say, hey, girl, like, what's going on? And she's like, my dog is dead. And they're like, oh, my gosh, what happened? And she's like, some jerk hit him with their car and they didn't even stop. And Lindsay and Kim are like, oh, my God. And I just kind of feel, uh, by the way, I really have like a um, tinfoil hat theory that it's a coincidence and they really didn't kill like no, they actually not. had a squirrel and it was something yeah. else. Yeah. I mean, again, based on the size of the dog, I would agree with you. Um, and yeah, like Lindsay, of course, wants to tell uh, her the truth. She wants to tell Millie. But Kim is like, absolutely not. Like, it's not going to help her to know that we did it and we're going to get in trouble on, on top of it all. What would you do? Like this, I'm going to say like gut instinct in this moment, you are uh i don't know let's pretend, i don't know if you want to be kim or Lindsay. maybe it doesn't matter but like uh-huh. well you- i do think it matters because if i was okay. kim i don't think that i would tell her because mm. we're not close anyway yeah and it's not going to help her it's not going to bring the dog back you You're know right. it's not going to bring the dog but back. if yeah. i was Lindsay and i wound up killing like my best friend's dog or my old best friend's dog i feel like you have to share but Lindsay wasn't driving, but you're saying you would still say that Kim did it or like I was in the car when it happened. Um, Cause I, I mean, think I, I do agree. To be honest with you, to be honest with you, it doesn't bring the dog back. If you tell her the truth, you're just absolving you of your guilt. Yeah. It's not going to make you feel better. Like uh, make Millie feel we'll better. Make you feel better. Won't make Millie feel better. Exactly. Right. So in a way it's just better for Millie to like, you know, never hate some like mysterious guy that like hit the dog. I don't know. What would you do? I think I might agree with you. If I'm Lindsay, I tell. If I'm Kim, I don't. I think mm-hmm. might be the the rule here. But I don't know. I also think. I don't know. I also think I might just stop the car no matter what in that moment. Even if if I'm hitting anything, I might just stop. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't know. I guess I ha- did it feel like a squirrel? I don't. I think I would stop because if it's dark and you literally didn't see it, I think I would just pull over. But <sighs> yeah, um, I mean, it could be a person. Exa- I mean, a very very small person or a, a very large person if it's Great Dane sized. Um, and uh, and so yeah, so they console her, and um, and then we get one of my favorite moments this episode is when Lindsay's parents are at home and they're listening to the Who. And they're listening to the song Squeeze Box, which mm-hmm. the lyrics are, Mama's got a sweet squeeze box she wears on her chest. Hmm. And when daddy comes home, he never gets no rest because she's playing all night and the music's all right. What are they playing? Scrabble? Definitely. Definitely playing Scrabble. Definitely not uh, fucking around with mom's boobs at all. Uh, and the problem is, this is, listen to these lyrics. Well, the kids don't sleep. And the or no, the kids don't eat, and the dog can't sleep, and there's no escape from the music in the whole damn street. They're fucking so loudly, the entire neighborhood is woken up. I'm really happy for them. And then she goes in and out and in and out. And I love, I love that Jean, the mom, is like so innocent. She's like, oh, there he's talking about an accordion. <laughs> <laughs> it is extremely funny. I love this scene. I love it because Lindsay's dad is obviously like, she is not going to this concert. Like this is disgusting music. And Jean is just like, I like it. (laughs) 
Jean, Jean's loving it. And I'm glad for her. And you know what? We mm-hmm. know that Jean's a secret freak. And not she a secret is. freak. So no, I definitely, yeah. I think that she is um, playing that song all mm-hmm. night. I think she took up the accordion. I love this. I just think it's so... Something about, and we'll talk about him next episode, but Lindsay's dad is so funny to me. Like everything is, and then this person died. Like, but then we get to next episode. Like I only ever want to see Lindsay's dad drunk from now on. I know that sounds bad, but like. Fun guy. Very funny. Fun drunk. Um, So, so yeah. So then we get this whole situation where basically kim feels very guilty because she is an animal lover and i love i don't know sarah i love that this specific note from kim that like she had a dog and she loved the dog and it had um seizures and she's like he would froth at the mouth and her parents who are fucking sickos went and just put the dog down without saying anything to her yeah and like first of all that's fucked yeah i mean like i've heard this happen to a lot of people they i don't know what the parents are thinking they're doing a favor but i don't know well maybe they think they're saving their kid from like being sad but like no you're just not giving them the proper grieving that they need to process it well i don't want to see my animal pass away if i was a kid okay but like at least have a conversation and obviously i'm just gonna put this out there because I, i haven't said it but we know it that like it's not necessarily a death sentence nowadays if your dog has like seizures, like there's medication and all of that, but maybe not in 1980. There wasn't like, I mean, yeah. pet health has come a very long way because mm-hmm. nowadays we treat our pets like they're family members. They are a part of our family. Whereas in the eighties, I don't, it wasn't exactly that, you know, they were a dog. They were not a family well, member. Also, we know that Kim's family doesn't have money. So even if they did have, um, even if they did have like the science to cure the dog and take care mm-hmm. of it and maintain its health, I can guarantee you Kim's family wouldn't do that. That's true. And so she, but she has like a little bit of a bleeding heart for pets and animals. And so she sits next to Millie in class and they're kind of having this conversation back and forth about their dogs. And I think Kim just feels very guilty. And so she starts like inviting Millie. She's like, Hey, you should come to our who con the who concert with us. And Millie Gets sucked in immediately. Were you surprised by this, Sarah? Were you surprised that it took almost no effort to get Millie to go to the dark side? No, I think that Millie is, I mean, like, it's not like she really did it. Well, she kind of did. She drank. I think that Millie is going through her rebellious stage and, and stage. And I do think that, I don't know, like, she thought that Lindsay, when she started hanging out with the quote unquote, like, burnouts or the freaks, she thought that Lindsay was going to, like, you know, OD and, like, die. Mm-hmm. And she sees that, like, Lindsay's fine. Like, she's a-okay. Uh, so I think that she feels a little bit more comfortable. Also, she's rebelling, rebelling. I was really excited for this. Um, I because I really wanted her to get a makeover. I was kind of hoping for like a more drastic makeover. It was, it was, yeah. She wears like all denim, basically, yeah. is her makeover. But yeah, like we also get. Oh, I was also very upset because you know what? Millie should rebel against her parents because they didn't even attend her dog's funeral. <laughs> all it was was Lindsay and Kim. And just standing um, over this yeah. grave and, and like Lindsay not knowing what to say. And I love when Lindsay says there aren't leashes in heaven. And both <laughs> Millie and Kim are like, oh, Millie just said that. Like she literally just said it. Like, you have to say something else. <laughs> I did enjoy the funeral for the dog. I remember that I made my 
uh, high school friends attend my turtle's funeral. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. What was your turtle's name? <laughs> uh, Ty. Ty the turtle? Yeah. What did Ty die from? Was it just old age? I don't Like uh, negligence. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I've had a lot of fishes go out that way. <laughs> you think? Oh, no. Yeah. Um. So... Oh. Yeah, poor Ty, and they they definitely were able to go attend the funeral. I don't think my parents went to that. I'm just saying, like, why are Millie's parents not here? And she's like, she's kind of going through this like existential crisis about her dog, and so she is like, yeah, I'm gonna hang out with Kim. And Lindsay immediately like feels like this is a very bad idea. Now, my question to you, Sarah, is does Lindsay not like the idea of this because a she doesn't want, like, she's nervous because the only reason Kim is doing this is because she's the one who killed Millie's dog and she doesn't want to get Millie's hurt, feelings hurt when she inevitably finds out. B, does she not want Millie stealing her new thing where she's like, I'm the freak. You're supposed to be the mess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I definitely think so. And, and like, maybe there's an element of I want to protect her, but I honestly do think that she doesn't want Millie cramping her style and taking her friends away. I think that there's a little yeah. bit of jealousy there. And uh, we see uh, Millie kind of follow Kim around like a lost little puppy dog. Yes. She's really excited to go shopping later. And Kim requests that Millie wears her large jacket. And she believes, <laughs> like, Kim loves my large jacket. She thinks it's so stylish. She's been talking about it all day. Millie. And Lindsay's like, Lindsay's like, please don't wear your large jacket. Yeah. She just wants you. you to shoplift. That's all she wants you for. Exactly. Yeah. It's absolutely brutal. And like Lindsay's really trying to talk Millie down, but Millie is very set on doing this whole thing. And so when Lindsay arrives at the freaks, like they have this big, they've gotten this school bus and they're all excited to go to the who. And there's like this, there's this other random freak guy who's like, oh, that girl's kind of like hot. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's like talking about Millie. Yes. <laughs> And Lindsay gets very parental over Millie and is like, don't look at her like that. And yeah. then guess what? Millie's mom comes and cramps her style and yells at her. And Millie is just like, I, I mean, she says like, I'm a good kid. I get good grades. I've never done anything. Like I want to go to this concert. Mm -hmm. And I was very pro Millie in this moment. Like I was like, yeah, like what? She's going to be a good kid. Like she's not going to do anything. Yeah. But then she drinks some beer. Which was a little bit naughty. Yeah, she gets offered a beer and she takes it. And as she's about, and she pops the top off, she gets the top off. Right as she's about to drink, though, Kim steps in and admits to yeah. um, being the one who hit the dog. Were you surprised it was Kim and not Lindsay? Did you think it was going to be Kim that admitted to it? No, and I'm kind of like proud of Kim because she sees that like she's maybe influencing um, Millie to do something totally out of character. And... I mean, like, we we know Millie. Millie was the kind of kid, or she was the kid, that did the anti-drinking plays and has her church boyfriend. And I think that Kim realizes that, like, she's acting out and, like, this is not her and maybe she doesn't want to be responsible for it. But I was really proud of Kim in this moment. And I think it was important. Well, was it? I don't know. I don't, I mean, like, do you think that Lindsay should have just told Millie right away? Um, like, I feel like it took her a minute to kind of realize she should say it, I guess. So I don't know. Like, I was, I, I do agree with you. I was very proud of, of Kim for actually saying it and not wanting Millie to kind of take that 
next step of drinking, you mm-hmm. know, and like she kind of snaps out of it and is like, no, I, I did it. I did it. And I don't know. Millie, I think that's what snaps Millie out of it is she's just like, oh, like you are the people I thought you were basically. And so she leaves and uh and i was really happy to see Lindsay go and comfort her and basically they have like a little bit of a um like a remembrance time for goliath where they talk about like oh remember he stole all the steaks from the grill at the picnic and like they just talk about like fun memories of goliath and i really enjoyed that again i feel like this is the second episode where i've been like I'm really happy that they are showing us what Millie and Lindsay used to be like when they were really good friends and those like what why they were friends at all. Like you kind of get the seeds of that here. And I really like it. Like I like the inclusion of Millie as a character. The something that this show does so well is taking a side character like Millie and fleshing them out in a way where you can like you want to root for them, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. And we kind of get that throughout these episodes anyway. And I feel like very fulfilled mm-hmm. that we do get bits and pieces of it. And yeah, yeah like I think that um kind of like meeting Millie's parent like mom and like seeing her be like emotional over her pet like it was it was like really in i've already have been feeling endeared towards millie but it definitely assists uh it along yeah and um yeah and i don't know like rest in peace goliath yeah 16 year old great dane who may or may not have gotten driven over by kim (laughs) yeah also one other little thing on the freaks side of things before we switch to the geeks we have nick has been like learning guitar and he want he's writing a song for Lindsay. and let me just say ken does him a great service (laughs) and interrupts this before he's able to play it for Lindsay and just smashes his guitar you don't like lady l the song i fucking hated it and like let me just say i thought they did a really good job in terms of having Jason Siegel playing guitar, but like not playing it very well. Like he did feel like he was a beginner at guitar. And I don't know if he was at the time, but no matter what, I thought they did it. Like you, I know specifically, your Adam hates when people fake play an instrument on a television mm, show. That's true. So I was like, he probably really liked this because it did seem like it was actually Jason Siegel like trying to play. Yeah. I I I I liked the song and I thought it was really funny, to be honest with you. But Lindsay was so weirded out. So I'm so yeah. happy that Ken came in and just freaking smashed that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think that we've gotten to the point where um, where Nick has is giving Lindsay the major ick. Yeah. She's like, it's too much. It's too much for her. She's over it, and as we'll see by next episode. Um, but let's talk about the geeks because we get a really good bill episode where this was very interesting. It was so, we get such good bill content. Um, so we have, we start off like in gym class, they're playing basketball and poor bill. He's the only one open and he has basically like the entire court to himself to be able to score a, a basket. And he, it's, it's terrible. It's really bad. And everyone's upset with him. The coach looks really upset with him. And turns out uh, Bill's mom is actually dating Mr. Fredericks. Yes, this was a surprise. But also, I mean, I kind of found it. I felt like it it could make sense. Like she had to go for a parent-teacher conference. She's obviously young and very beautiful. He's young. Like Mm -hmm. I think that made sense that they hit it off. What I found extremely interesting about Bill and his mother is like, I don't think we knew that his mom was a single mom. 
I feel like the the only time, and unless they may have hinted at it earlier, to be fair, but um, I felt like we got a good inclination that she was when he was in the hospital, and it was just her and Mrs. Weir. Like, right. where was his dad? You know? Yeah. So yeah, that is it is, and we see um in the living room. There's like I don't want to call it a shrine because it's not a shrine, but like there's some sort of like furniture and all it has tons of photos of like bill and his mom so mm-hmm. it's very obvious that like his dad is not in the picture in i assume he didn't die based on the fact that there like aren't any photos of him anywhere yeah i don't think i assume that she's been a single mom probably their whole life i also we kind of get a little bit of a peek like he's a bit of a latchkey kid like she doesn't she comes home late for work he has to take care of his own dinner yeah can he just food. can he just not laugh out loud at television shows with his mouth open before he's done chewing his food because he's eating his food in private i i had to watch it sarah i had to watch it and it was disturbing yeah it was a long scene but my 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 final comment about this is that we also learn that although bill's mom i is maybe a waitress now she used to be an exotic dancer Yes, yes. And he's like, you're not going to go back to doing that, are you? Because like to make money, right? She says she only got like 18 bucks in tips or something like that. And you're right. He is a latchkey kid like he and now this also explains this is why like I feel like the character development in one season of a show is pretty incredible for this big of a cast where we now understand Bill's like obsession with television, right? Like, cause he is sort of a latchkey kid where his mom doesn't get home late. She probably works weird hours. If she's a waitress, like she's probably not home every evening with him. And so he makes himself dinner. He sits down in front of the TV and he like laughs his ass off. It's in Dallas, you know? And he struggles when his mom says, I'm dating someone. It's getting serious. So she's waited. This isn't new. She has been dating him, but she waited until it got serious to tell Bill that it is his coach, his gym teacher. And I love how he's like, my gym teacher. And she's like, physical education. <laughs> yeah, big difference. Gym teachers do not want to be called uh, gym teachers. They, they really want to be called don't. physical education teachers. Yeah. So he's really struggling with this. And I think that we get to see him act out throughout this episode he mm-hmm. um, kind of rebels at Jim itself. He calls, uh, what's his name? Mr. Yeah, Coach Fredericks, like, calls yeah. him out. Like, he goes, like, what are you going to do? Call my mom? Yes. And they have that really awkward, like, morning after moment well, where he's enjoying was... his, what is it, like, his uh, Count Chocula. Mm-hmm. And the coach comes in and, I'm sorry, coach. Can you just have a little bit of sensitivity and not drink out of Bill's mug? Like, if you could just. It literally has his name on it. Well, I think that was a big fuck you. Like, to be honest. It was a big fuck you. And he wasn't even wearing pajama pants. I'm so sorry. But, like, Bill doesn't need to be seeing you in your boxers and thinking about what you and his mom did last night. Yeah. Like, just a well, little bit of, like, tact. No, he did it because Bill acted out at school. So. Oh, so he's marking his territory. Yeah, basically. he's like, fuck you, kid. Like, I fucked your mom last yeah. night. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. That's how I, I saw it. So, but he, Coach Fredericks really does want to try to win over Bill because mm-hmm. his he really likes his mom, uh, Bill's mom. Like, he really has feelings for her. So he tries to do, like, an olive branch. He offers to bring him and the boys the geeks to go to go-karts yeah i have a question about this sure because it's neil is the one who like accepts this offer right like bill is very much complaining about this whole situation like i hate this guy i don't want him in my house blah 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 neil is the one who's like oh yeah sure we'll go and i'm wondering 
like, do you think this is because of what's going on in his family life? Or like, why is he, why is he wanting to, to get Bill and coach Fredericks on the same page? I, I really don't think that Neil is thinking about anybody else, but himself and his desire to go go karting. I'm (laughs) 99% (laughs) positive on that. Meanwhile, Sam is the reasonable one who's like, this feels uncomfortable. I don't know that I want to attend. Exactly. Because he's the he's the friend to Bill that actually cares about Bill's feelings. But Neil's mm-hmm. like, I just want to go go-karting and our parents won't take us there. So they get into agreeing to go go-karting, which seems like a lot of fun. But I think Coach Fredericks is just like very competitive. Makes so sense. He, he pushes bill off the road and then bill is like a whiny little baby and it's runs really off and cries in the car and and then they have to have like a two-on-one talk it's like look like i really love your mom like i really like her i'm sorry like i know you think that i'm a stupid idiot but i really 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 like her and i'm trying to do everything i can mm-hmm. uh, in this situation and this seemed yeah. to be the olive branch because Next time we see the two of them together, they're watching Dallas and like he Bill kind of like offers him some like synopsises. Yeah, I loved the way they did this because, okay, first of all, when you were a kid, you sat on the floor when you watched TV. This is just what you did, right? So when Bill comes in and and Coach Fredericks is on the couch, he's watching like sports or something, and he offers to Bill, like, here's the remote, like, watch whatever you want. And Bill sits on the floor and puts on Dallas. And I really love the way they did this because obviously Coach Fredericks doesn't know who, like, anyone is on the show. And I love that Bill is just like, oh, this guy's the bad guy. This is what happened. And he's like, he's not even looking at him. He's not even turned around. He's facing forward. So it's like, it's like, this is a tiny step. You know, I'm taking a little bit of a step to include you in what something I enjoy. But I like how he gets, the gym teacher goes a little bit too far. And Bill's like, I'll tell you about that on a commercial. (laughs) He's like, please stop talking. I'll tell you after the commercial. So. I thought that that was nice. And I think that it was a really nice, like full circle story. And um, I'm glad that Bill comes ar- is like coming around a little bit. And I think that ultimately it's just like, it's just him and his mom and it has been for a while. And he just wants his mom to be happy. Yeah. I like this because it just shows another sort of family on the show, right? Like we get the weirs who are very much like the traditional, like we have a boy and a girl and two parents, heterosexual type of whatever. Sure. And then we have Neil's family who's going through a bit of a rough situation. And then we have Bill's family who has a single bomb. So I really like that. And, and obviously Kim's family is a, a mess. And then we'll see next episode. Daniel's family has a bit of a mess. So like, I like that we're getting kind of all these different types of, of families on the show. Um, obviously it's the eighties. We're not getting like, you know, gay couples or anything like that. Like this is also the nineties. So it wouldn't have been done anyway, even though it's set in the eighties. Anyway. Um, I like this episode a lot. Like, I love when we get more of Millie because Millie is very fun. And I love getting, again, like just a tidbit of Kim loving dogs is like endears me to her more, you know? Yeah, Um, absolutely. So I liked it. Um, All right. Should we take a quick ad break before we jump into uh, noshing and moshing? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. We're back. Noshing and moshing. I have a question. Yeah. Is noshing like commonly used as a I think word? That it's supposed to, to be like, a, yeah, it's supposed to be like it's eating, but I also think that it's like Yiddish. I was gonna ask if it was Yiddish because, like, obviously, we have like a little bit of a um 
a Yiddish lesson in this episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. so I thought Nash it might have been Yiddish. is a Yiddish word. It's comparable to the word snack. So we do get, I mean, we we learn more about um, Neil's family. We meet more of Neil's family. I didn't know that he had an older brother. And I don't meet- know if it's been mentioned before. Yeah. Or it might have so. been, but I mean, I feel like if it was, it was very much like offhandedly, like, oh, I have a brother in college or something. Um, but we get to meet Barry, who is mm-hmm. played by someone who he simply cannot stop talking about, Sarah. He follows yeah. us everywhere we go. <laughs> I mean, good for him for working so hard in the 90s. I yeah, mean, David I... Crummeltz, incredible yeah. actor. So I think that I recognize him most from uh, the Santa Claus. Oh, see, for me, it's 10 Things I Hate About You is, like, his most, uh, like, prestigious. Right. Um, but we just moment. talked about him in Adam's Family Values. We did. We literally just talked about this guy. I feel like we – he just shows up. He also – he was in Billions before. Like, he shows up wherever I go. He's there. Yeah. He's following you. What a freaking stalker. I um, love him, though, so it's okay. You also uh, – like, before I uh, get into this, I am so sorry, but I cannot – not say Barry when I say the I name know. Barry. Yeah, I can't. And so, like, I'm sorry if it annoys people. And it's any just the capacity. jersey, and you won't leave. You know, I just can't go. You but can take I, the I, say, jersey, but... I say Harry. I say Barry. Like yeah, I just Barry. Can't. Barry. Um, Barry. I, so I'm sorry if it's annoying because it's going to be annoying to me if I have to like stop and think every single time I say the. Would name it be Barry. helpful for you if I said Barry? No, because it sounds awful when you say it. I know. It. it really does. <laughs> I hope it doesn't sound as bad when I it, say it. It sounds normal for me when you say it. Yeah. Good. Um, okay. So yeah. um, I really liked this character because he is kind of cool. Yes. Yes. He is the – but you want to know why, though. Can I explain this? He has sure. situational coolness. And here's sure. what I mean by that. Okay. He is now only cool because he is in college. Sure. So the okay. reason he's cool is because he left his home. T- he left his hometown to go to Wisconsin, but still, he <laughs> left his hometown. Sure. Yeah. He has come back, so he's like the older, cooler, wiser brother who's like maybe tried a little drinking, maybe tried a little drugs. You know, yeah. that's why. That's why he's cool, and and he's like a little funny. You know, he's and funny. So- I really like the possibility that Lindsay likes this character, like actually likes him. Like, I think that it's such a better match than Daniel, who she had feelings for. And I do think that Nick could have been okay. But like, I, I think like, it's very obvious that Lindsay is very bothered with the fact that Nick is always smoking it's a conflict of interest like she doesn't like it so like i think that nick could have been a good guy if he wasn't such a creepy stalker and also like always was smoking um pot but the pots but i do think that i'm very into like Lindsay having like this little crush on barry and it seems as though like they were obviously known each other for a while um it's i'm i was very into it and, and but this is the exact thing what i mean of like yeah. when they were younger no chance lindsay had a crush on him it's simply now I don't because know, because lindsay was a geek before she was a freak yes but i feel like and here's where i am lindsay when she was a geek 
was like, Daniel is the cutest. This like he's just the coolest yeah. guy in school. Now that she is friends with the freaks and she knows who Daniel is, she's like, mm, oh, okay. He's like well, not yeah, as cool as like, I thought. Kind of gross and yes, like- and Barry, who is in college and has wisdom, mm-hmm. like very hot to her. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll talk about them, but I want to make a quick pit stop because that doesn't happen until much later. Uh, on Lindsay, when she she gets detention for like protecting this girl from this rando guy who was just picking her up for whatever reason. No I know. Why. why did that girl not say like I like she was trying to help me? I don't know, but okay, this is something. So my husband and I had this conversation as we watched this episode, and I I've never gotten detention, and I was like. What? You why are you such a saying what? Loser. Like, why are you saying what? Like you are How surprised? You never this get detention. What would I have done? Once. What would I have done to get detention? Tardiness. Never. I I'm the least tardy person ever. I was early every single day to school. Anyway, you were such a dork. I know. But the point is that why the fuck can't Lindsay do homework in detention? And my husband was like, "No, you weren't. You can't do homework in detention." I was like, "You're literally doing the work they assign you. What are you talking about?" He's like, "No, you're supposed to sit there and think about what you did." And I'm like, "That's yeah. fucked. It's stupid." But you know what's even stupider? When you get detention for not doing your homework and you can't do your homework in detention. Is this a thing though? Can you tell me? Like, did you ever when you got detention? Because I assume you did. Yeah. For tardiness. Did you do your homework in detention? Like, were you allowed to do your homework in detention? Well, the issue was is that I never did my homework. You're terrible. <laughs> People tell me. People need to tell me their experiences with detention. People need to tell me if they were allowed to do their homework because this is the dumbest, bullshittiest thing I've ever heard. And when Lindsay fights against this fucking asshole, he just keeps giving her more detentions. And yeah. I felt my body getting more and more enraged. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I really don't see the issue about doing homework in detention but i guess i don't know like you can multitask you can think about what you've done wrong and do homework at the same time i know uh that's what i'm saying this is stupid anyway so Lindsay gets really upset about this whole situation um meanwhile we have to talk about daniel because daniel they go to like this uh, convenience store or whatever and they see this girl, Jenna, and she is, she used to go to their high school and she has since dropped out. And I love, I think it's Seth Rogen's character, Ken, who is like, why would you drop out just to stay in town? <laughs> <laughs> For real. Okay. I don't want to be mean, but Jenna is horrifying. Her hair is scary. <laughs> she is scary. Like she's very punk and like. She, it's all spiky and she has like black makeup and black lipstick. Very goth. Punk yeah. goth. Yeah. Um, very gothy punk. I, I mean, like, I'm terrified of her. I really am. And I, I don't understand like how you can have Kim and be like, this is the person that I would like to pursue now. Okay. So this is what I, this is what I can say to that. I think because we get a lot of insight into Daniel's home life in this episode. Okay. So his mom basically is like, oh, you need to go pick up some pills for your dad or something like that. And so he, and then when he gets home later and he's like listening to a record, right. He just puts his headphones on. He kind of escapes into it. His mom's like, oh, you have to be quiet. Like, don't wake him. It seems like, I don't know, maybe his dad works overnights or something like that. And so he sleeps during the day. I don't know. It sounds like maybe his dad is sick. Or maybe yeah, he, or something like that. Yeah, I don't. It seems as though like maybe his dad is ill and doesn't leave the house. So there's definitely something going on. And in my opinion, 
Daniel feels like the kind of guy who is like, he's trying to escape his own life. And I feel like he thinks, well, I'm not happy right now. Maybe if I change, maybe if I become punk, I'll be happier. He just wants, he wants to belong and he wants to also like escape his current situation. And so he sees her and he's like intrigued by her. And so he decides I want to be like punk. Right. So he tries to impress her. He does his hair. I don't understand. He puts raw egg in his hair to get it to like stand up. I understand. But like, how did it become silver? I also had the same question. I was like, was it the egg? <laughs> the egg no, I think he must have spray painted it or something. Yeah. The egg definitely helped it stand up. That I got. That I understood. But I was like, mm. so basically he talks to this Jenna girl and she invites him to go uh, to some sort of punk party where there's like a band playing puss. No, right. puss. <laughs> puss. 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 Same thing. Puss. Um, puss is playing. <laughs> Uh, and he winds up going, brings Nick and Ken and basically is just trying to fit in. He dresses up, he gets a makeover and Lindsay is the thing. He is Lindsay at the start of the season where he's a bit of a poser because he actually, he loves this and he knows everyone and blah, blah, blah. But it's very obvious that he's never moshed in his life. Like this is not his scene at all. And I thought it was really interesting to see him in such a vulnerable state like we saw Lindsay because now to me Lindsay feels full-on freak you know what I mean like she belongs but like she episode belongs. one wouldn't have said that right I I think that like it was just it's like a level of discomfort like he was trying something on like kind of like what Barry was saying like you can be whoever you want to be once you're outside of your comfort zone of school and like he's right. like I don't like who I am right now let me try on like another person to size in a way mm-hmm. and like i don't know he gets like very discouraged very quickly he like hits his head and he's bleeding he um finds out that like i don't know jenna is like making out with other guys in a corner yeah, he gets like his nose pierced remember like they like took it like ice cube and they were like and They're, like while that's yeah. all happening she just starts making out with someone else yeah so then he like backs away from it and he is like what am i doing i don't want to do this so he's definitely going through like an identity crisis however ken is having the night of his life ken fits right in he's <laughs> where the hell is a uh, tuba girl where'd she go <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, it doesn't matter. He's still moshing. He's having the best time of his life. Nick is like trying to babysit Daniel and is making yeah. sure he doesn't do anything stupid. Um, and then he goes, Daniel goes to Kim's after he leaves and like cries in her arms. And I think like it seems as though like Kim is maybe the only one that really knows what's going on in Daniel's life and like well, the family issues and. I don't know. Like, why? Like, what was I kind of disagree though? Because what the whole reason they break up at the beginning of the episode is because she had left her notebook in his car and she needed it for like an open book test. And he was late to school because he had to pick up his dad's pills. Right, right, right. He immediately like ends things with him and he doesn't say, I was picking up my dad's pills, which makes me think that she doesn't know about that. But what I do think is like, an interesting thing about their relationship is because they're very on again, off again, as always. And like, it does feel like she's the only one who accepts him. Just like he's the only one who accepts her the way she is. Right. She didn't yeah. even ask why his fucking hair looks so jacked. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I'm so curious, like what's going on 
in their mind like is it just that their relationship is so toxic that no matter what like they will always go back to one another is that what it is i think so i think it's i think it's codependency but i also think they both have really terrible home lives and so for for them each other is their home because they don't have that elsewhere right like i do think when you are in this situation where your home life doesn't feel stable or safe or anything like that or it's just not great i could see choosing your teenage significant other as your person and so you kind of make this un unspoken agreement that you're just gonna be there for each other right like i also think kim realizes that like what a dumb reason to break up with someone is like i left my notebook in your car and you made me fail a test as a result i mean yeah like i mean of course i think that I don't know. Like, I do think Kim really, really loves Daniel with all of her heart. Like, she repeatedly goes back to her him. But also, I think you're right. Like, I definitely think that, like, he's pretty much all she has. So, th- I don't think that there is a thing that Daniel will do that won't, like, make her go back to him. Exactly. exactly. At least for the moment. Like, and this is what happens when you're young and in love. Mm-hmm. Um... So let's talk about, like, Neil, because that will transition us into this uh, Dr. Schweiber's party anyway, um, where Neil is basically going through it at school, and he is, like, talking back in class. He's not doing his assignments. He has this, like, ventriloquist doll that now he's, like, using to kind of as like a mouthpiece yeah, to say like snarky through. comments. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing. Like and you know, like he brings it around and I forgot like who said it, but basically it was like 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 is there any like you are making yourself like a target like basically at school. Mm-hmm. I think it was like that mean math teacher that said it. Um or that yes. that rude teacher. So basically, he is like very much going through things and like neil no excuse me bill and sam are like trying to be there for their friend but also like they don't know what to do and it all stems from neil finding out that his dad is cheating on his mom and keeping the secret from her and Mm -hmm. he feels like really really awful to do so and he tries to talk to his older brother barry who's home from school Mm -hmm. and barry has known and he says like don't tell mom like they are fine like you know do you really want to blow up the family do you really want mom to move out or dad to live in an apartment like he tells his little brother like you know like you don't get it like you're a kid like you can't possibly understand like the nuances of being an adult (laughs) Yeah, so I have a question about this situation because obviously Barry knows about it. Do you think he found out and also had this like crisis of conscience and had a conversation with his mom? And does he know that his mom knows? Or is he just saying, I've known forever. I've never said anything. You should neither. (sighs) I kind of feel as though maybe, I don't know if he's had a conversation with his mom about it, but I feel as though he's had a conversation with his dad about it. And I think that his father kind of 
encouraged him not to say anything like and probably mm-hmm. said he was probably parroting what his father said to him like do you want to blow up the family like do you want me to move out like do you want your mom to be like a single mother like i can imagine his father being like this is what happens like you know a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do type of thing like it sounds as though this is the stuff that was like told to him and that mm-hmm. he's believing and i don't think barry's like a bad guy but I think that there's a little bit of like he says he's not a fratty a fraternity, but he's definitely like a little bit fratty. You know what I mean? Like he seems as though mm-hmm. like he's like doing it for the bros of his dad. See, I I don't know that I completely agree. I don't think it has anything to do with like necessarily protecting his dad more so protecting the family right Mm -hmm. and not in like a not in like a mafia way but like Mm -hmm. in like a he doesn't want his family to be broken up over this and he thinks it's better just left alone and of course neil doesn't necessarily agree right like he's very torn up about this he feels like he wants and and neil we've seen right like we've seen him kind of comfort Lindsay in her times of need and he does feel like a guy who does he just wants to tell his mom like he's very close with his mom he wants to tell her about this i think that neil should have well, I mean, that's the thing. He ends up doing it, but like, it's so interesting. So the whole, the whole thing, the whole se- like uh, episode culminates in this big party. So Dr. Schreiber, this is ridiculous. So he's a dentist every year, he, which is the reason Barry's back every year. Dr. Schreiber hosts this like big party and it's for all his clients, all his dentist clients. And my favorite reaction to this is uh, you probably guessed it. Mr. Weir. He does not want to go. He's like, can I not have to go to this party? And Jean's like, absolutely not. You're going to go. And Lindsay's like, oh, do I have to go? And the dad is like, if I'm going, you're going. And her mom's <laughs> like, no, 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 no. You don't have to go. Of yeah. course, she eventually wants to go because Barry's going to be there. And he invited her. She ran into him in the hallway. And so everyone, I love this because this is a reason to get all of our characters, most of them at least, in one room, right? So everyone's there. We have Sam, Bill, and Neil are there. Uh, Lindsay's parents are there. Everyone is there. And we get Lindsay kind of flirting with Barry. And again, he is situationally cool because he's like, oh, people people love to ask me like what I'm majoring in and I'm just, I'm undeclared and like, who cares, blah, blah, blah. And then a guy comes up and he's like, oh, have you chosen a major? Like just, it's like situational coolness, you know? Right. And then like Lindsay is like, ha, ha, ha. Like he's right. He's like so cool. So like he definitely has like a suaveness to him that Lindsay is getting attracted to. And yeah, he's the older guy and she, he gives her advice on, like what college is like and you can be anything that you want to be and like like all that stuff like you know you don't have to choose a major like i'm just like chilling um yeah, and i love this because this feels like exactly what Lindsay wants to hear yeah with the kind of the the stuff she's been going through right the existential crises that she's been dealing with of like who am i i don't feel like i'm a mathlete anymore but i don't quite fit in with the freaks anymore like this is exactly what she needed to hear that like soon high school won't matter. And she's a junior now. So she's getting to that point. And it's just like, she finds a kindred spirit in someone who's also a little older, a little cooler. You know, he has these jokes, like take a right at the cow, take a right at the next cow. You know, like, he has I mean, that was kind of funny. He was like, that you should right. visit me in Wisconsin. He was like, I live next to a bunch of cows. Take yeah. a right at the cow. I was like, ha ha ha, Barry, you're so funny. You're so- 
I think that I would be crushing on Barry. He's got the got yes. the suaveness. Yes. I don't know what it is about David. He's probably Grubble a cheater. In this. You think he's a cheater? Oh, he's definitely gives off cheater vibes. No. Why would you do that to me? I don't think so. Uh, I like father, like no. son. No, I don't think so. Can I ask you? Because I, okay. There's something about David Cromwell's where I was like, he's kind of attractive. Is he hot? Well, I mean, question? I think in certain roles he might be hot. When he has like longer curly hair, I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. Ooh. um, now can you at this moment? No, he's not hot. Oh, like IRL at this moment in time. I don't um, think so. Let me look him up. Let me see what he looks like now. Oh, yeah. You know what? I recently saw him in um Oppenheimer. Um, okay, he has a goatee in one picture, and I almost vomited. Oh my god, is he wearing a fedora too? Stop well, no. In this What's picture, fedora? he's hot. Um well, I need I need to see what picture you're looking at. What go picture? to his IMDb. Okay, IMDb David Crummels. Yeah, and then go to the photos, the fourth photo. Fourth photo. One, two, he's, three. There's a gray background. Oh, he has a beard. Yeah, he's oh. hot with the beard. Very hot with the beard. Ten times hotter with beards. Everyone, grow a beard. Yeah. And he's wearing like this gray coat and a black shirt. Like there he looks hot. So he might yes. be hot. I will say he's had a lot of looks when it comes to, to things he's appeared in. Sometimes he has a beard. Sometimes he has long hair. Sometimes he has short hair. Sometimes he has a goatee. Sometimes it's slicked back. When he was in numbers, apparently, it was like long and curly, and I'm here for it. Anyway, mm. do you want to guess how tall he is? Because he's, he's, he's on the short side. Five foot six. That's almost exactly five. <laughs> this, is, this is how you know he's short. Is he is five, six and a quarter. My oh. guy, just leave off the quarter. You're yeah, fine. you gotta keep that quarter in. I mean, of course, he had to play an elf in Santa Claus. Of course, he's a shorty. Yes. Um, but anyway, so they hit it off, and I love that he's just like, "Hey, you want you want to get out of here?" He pulls the line. You want to get out of here? Yeah. And Lindsay's like, "Fuck yeah, I do." And so they take a little walk, and and she he also teaches her Yiddish, which I thought was really fun. He teaches mm-hmm. her uh, fakakta. Was that right? Fakakta. Yeah. Yeah, fakakta. Uh, she doesn't know what it means. He's, he explains it to her. And she uses it correctly in a sentence later. And he's like, oh, my little Jewish heart is like sore. And right now she just mm. thinks he's Jewish in front of me. I think he has a college girlfriend. Stop! I Why? do. What is wrong do. with you? Do you hate me today? What are you no, doing? No, I don't. He just gives off like vibes like he has a Jewish he girlfriend. He doesn't. He college. doesn't. I think he does. I think that he went to birthright with her. Stop it. Stop. Stop. <laughs> no. He's 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 kind and he's not cheating on anyone. Anyway, they kiss. It's adorable. Neil, meanwhile, at this party, his dad is like forcing him to do this like puppetry act situation. God awful. This is horrible. And so and I was like, oh, this is how it's gonna come out. But Neil roasts and toasts Dr. Schreiber. And my favorite thing was Mr. Weir drunk <laughs> and dying laughing at all. Yeah, he stuff. was cackling. What was he drinking? How it looks like a whis- like something whiskey. that was like like whiskey on the rocks or whiskey mm-hmm. like neat or something. Yeah, he was cackling and and Gene was drunk too. Well, that's the other thing, Sarah. This is why this show sometimes just hits me in the relatable spot because my parents, can I tell you the celebration they had when my brother turned 16, which meant that they could both drink at family events and my brother could drive them home. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking party. <laughs> Were they sloppy bitches? My parents, yes. My parents have fun. Like, my what mom, do they do? What's what kind of fun? Okay, Are I'll tell like... you the go-tos. Okay. So 
you know, so I'll specifically go to weddings because weddings are a place where people usually vibe, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So at a wedding, you know, my mom is drunk when she is a dancing B she does a specific dance where her feet kick out wildly <laughs> and then C she tries to get you on the dance floor. No, she no. will not leave me alone. Yes. And then you have to pawn her off on someone else for it to get her to leave you alone. Oh, no. That's signs that my mom is drunk. Signs that my dad is drunk. He gets way too touchy-feely with my mom. <laughs> Love it. I hate it. Love that. Like, they will do, like, the slow dances on the dance floor. And I'm like, if you touch her butt one more time, like, stop. I would love that. I hate it. Um, And my dad also just gets, I don't know, louder. He says things he shouldn't, you know, all the yeah. normal things that people mm-hmm. do when they're drunk. Yeah, your family um, scares me. Uh, they probably should. But yeah, this is like a big, this was a big deal. Like when my brother was old enough to drive them home from events so they could both drink because otherwise it was always a trade off. Like, okay, who gets to drink this time? Who's the DD this time? Mm. Um, yeah. So anyway, I love this. And I love that Mrs. Weir, like she goes to leave and she sees Lindsay and, and Barry and she's just like, oh, 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 oh. And then she's just like, okay. <laughs> she gets like, all like giggly about it and so awkward. I loved it. Well, I, 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 I do. I did really like the weirs at the party. They were hilarious. Um, and I thought that it was really funny that they were both drunk and Lindsay got to drive home, which I'm surprised about. It's like, why are you letting Lindsay drive your car? She is a freaking demon and crashed the car. Yeah. But I guess they have to have a D and D. Um, one other thing of note, have to have a D and D, a DD, a DDs. Uh, another note, Neil is, um, after he roasts his dad, he goes out to, I guess, find his brother to like yes. cry and catches Barry and Lindsay making out, which makes him upset even more, even more yeah. so. The only thing I was a little, not upset about, but like a little surprised by, I was kind of surprised that Barry didn't follow Neil to like comfort him or like at least figure out why are you so upset with like what you just saw, you know? Um, but he does because Barry's a baby douche. Stop! Why are you doing this? He's not. I just think like the we more, need to more consult. I... I'm gonna consult our expert and see if he Who, thinks that's true. who's our expert, Josiah. Josiah is our expert. Yeah, okay. I the more and more I think about it, the more and more I do think that he's kind of like a you know, cut from the same cloth as Mr. Uh, Dr. Schweiber, to be honest with you. Um, so then after the party. Uh, Neil talks to his mom and tells the truth like mom like dad's cheating on you and mom knows she knows she's been new she says like you know adult relationships are really complicated Um, you know I like love my family and I like your I love your father whatever she says yeah and like it's that must be so confusing for Neil who thought that he was doing good yeah and his mom already knows and like he also has to think like wow like who are my parents and like what do they do um and then it seems like she outwardly is like i'm happy like i'm fine but we see in like the montage at the end like she is struggling like she I yes. think that she did know, but like maybe she didn't know confirmation. Like well, no, maybe- I, you know what I think it is? Cause she says, she says to Neil, like, 
there's only a couple more years that I'll get to have you home with us. Like she's yeah. definitely one of those people that is like in it for the kids type of thing where they're, yeah. they're staying together for the kids. She would have gotten a divorce if not for Neil. Sure. And I think the problem, I think for her, what upsets her most is that Neil knows. I think yeah. that's why she's so upset because He's now brought it up, and now both Barry and Neil know it. The, the secret is out, the jig is up, and she's confronted with like, My son is so upset by this, and I'm upset too. But she's probably had to live with it for years now, right? And like, yeah. but the reason she's staying in this marriage is because of her children. Yeah, she was trying to protect like Neil's innocence, like her children's innocence yes. and her children's childhood, and she was not able to protect them from like like this information and obviously like it affects um how she parents and it affects like how neil like sees her um his father it's like Mm -hmm. it is very complicated and then like what does it teach your child that like there's no repercussions for infidelity Mm -hmm. like your wife is just gonna stay with you that's why i think burns kind of a Kind of a baby cheater. I don't know. I, mean, I haven't heard back from our expert yeah. yet, but I will. We have no confirmation. Like, I, I don't think that, like, well, he we, might be back in later episodes. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but like, do you think he is? Uh, I think that if we got a second season, we would have seen him more, but I don't, yeah. I don't know if we have enough time. Yeah. Um, but we did get a little bit of confirmation that, well, at least from one person that they were allowed to do homework in detention. So I don't know this must be like a by every school is different sort of thing yeah um but yeah neil is like very upset he's hugging his mom it feels like almost like they're kind of comforting each other in a way which i really liked and honest to god this is the most i felt for neil like they've done a good job at turning me around on Neil because i was very anti-neil in the beginning beginning of the show well he was kind of like annoying he was very annoying but like i do feel bad that he's going through it i do think that like, nobody should have to hold a secret like this of mm-hmm. one parent's from another parent. And it's really, really hard to learn, like, you know, that your parents are, like, very flawed. And mm-hmm. that it's not as simple as, like, mom and dad love each other and, like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, uh, yeah. of course, I feel for Neil. Like, I, I mean, this show does a great job exploring uh, the highs and lows of each character and it's Mm -hmm. truly like a very good ensemble show yeah and you know we say this pretty much every episode but it's just a shock that this didn't get renewed for a second season because i think it's such a good show it's really upsetting because the cast is so talented and i feel like it just every time the episodes impress me like there's there's only been like one or two that i was kind of iffy on and the rest i've really really enjoyed um, also, can I tell you, I went down a David Crummel's, um, I don't know if that's how you say his last name, uh, IMDb rabbit hole here. Mm-hmm. And he's married with two children and he has been married for 13 years, years, which in Hollywood is like unheard of. Sure. Do you want to know what his children's names are? Sarah and Jessica. Absolutely not. Oh. Uh, he has, I think, I assume this is a girl, uh, Pema. Pema. Interesting name. And then his son's name is Jonas. Great. Yeah. Great. Did you know also, that there's a fourth Jonas brother? I did know. Yeah, Frankie. He sings too. He's also on Claim to Fame. Have you seen Claim to Fame? No. It's a really good show. You should watch it. Um, 
Also, apparently, in a Reddit Ask Me Anything session in 2014, he revealed that a few years earlier he had had thyroid cancer and his thyroid had been removed. And wow. so since then, he struggled to regulate his weight. But he's had no recurrence of cancer since then. Well, I'm so really, really glad that he's um, in remission from cancer and cancer-free. Yeah, look at him. I love this guy. I think he's always talented in anything he's you in. You want to tweet at him and tell him that you love him? No, that's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a, uh, can we get a cameo of him? Oh, I wonder. Is he on cameo? You need to check. You need to let What's me know. What's his name again? Uh, David and his last name is Crumholtz. K-R-U-M-H-O-L-T-Z. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. $110. Oh, David. Uh, that is expensive. I don't really think it's that bad. $110? Oh my God. Uh, and on his quotes in IMDb, I don't know when this is from. Uh, I lost some weight, grew my hair, and now every woman in America over 40 wants to date me. It's their daughters I want to convince. That must be from when he was on numbers and had the longer hair. Mm. Um, That's a little anyway. creepy, David. I mean, yeah, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, those were our two episodes. Uh, Sarah, do you want to know the next two episodes? One of them rhymes. Yes. I love a rhyme so much. I wish they had done this with every single episode, but it's like every other one. Um, we have smoochin' and moochin'. Ooh. And then we have the little things. Okay. And these are our anti-penultimate and penultimate episodes. Sarah. Wow. We're almost done with the show. Yeah. I mean, we sad. are. Three more episodes to watch. Three more episodes to cover. It's so sad. I am sad. Um, we also need to let everyone know. We are going to be off for the next two, count them, two weeks from Freaks and Geeks because I will be on vacation. So, yeah. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Sarah has nothing to add. Um, I mean, like, I'll be here. You'll be there. I'll be on vacation. Uh, anything else to add about these two episodes, Sarah? No, I agree. I like them a, little, a lot better than I anticipated. And I think that the uh extra characters did some real work and mm -hmm. i really liked the weirs they were very entertaining mm -hmm. um all right well we have some bonus uh october content for everybody to check out we did adam's family values with our friend todd the librarian and we covered the craft with friend of the pod alex and then we might have a little special treat for you all on halloween so keep your eyes peeled on that podcast feed um and then of course we'll have win november coming up we're going to put a poll up on november 1st with some winona rider movies for everyone to check out and we're going to cover one maybe two i don't think we've decided in november basically depends on how exhausted i am after my vacation uh and then keep your eyes peeled in november for felicity which is coming up i'm very excited to go back to felicity sarah i've been dying Ever since we watched the pilot and watched no more of the uh show i've been like dying to watch more and that's been a while so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited and very very interested to see what comes out of the Felicity watch. I've heard only good things, so mm -hmm. uh, very very soon we'll be covering Felicity, a brand new show for Shit 90 Shows taught me. Yes, so check us out on all social media at Shit 90s Pod, and we have a Shit 90s Pod.com if you want to send us in voicemails or emails at shit 90s pod at gmail.com we love getting your feedback since we're almost done covering freaks and geeks just let us know what you thought about the series as well i'm very curious to know if people watched it while it aired if they caught it after it came onto netflix or hulu or whatever um because we're really enjoying it and i i feel like we're going to agree with the masses of like this is kind of obnoxious that the show never got a second season 
um, even more so than uh, than Firefly, I'm just going to say. And I that might be a spicy take. So I apologize mm. to anyone out there who loves Firefly. But um, anyway, anything else you want to say, Sarah? No, that's it. I hope uh, everybody has a uh, happy Halloween mm-hmm. and a nice end of October. And we'll see you for Winona November. Sounds good. Talk to you all in a few weeks. Have a good one. Bye. Shit 90 shows taught me.